This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast? I say we do one. And that's why Al is standing by. Oh, please, feeling well physically. What's up, Al? Oh, good morning, Jerry. Yes, yeah, standing by. Uh, I got something for you today. I don't want you to be uh, surprised by this later on in the afternoon. You bought me something? Uh, no, but oh. at, uh, today is Wednesday, if you're listening to this. Ash on this, Wednesday? Today, no, today is just Wednesday. Oh. But today at 2.20 p.m., Oh, the alert's going to go off. Yeah, the, yeah. the uh, alerts are going to go off on everybody's phone. Nice, I'll be on the golf course. It's fine. Um, uh, to uh, test the emergency alert system. Yes. So I've set myself a note for an alarm for 2.15 to shut my phone off for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Because I actually saw this this morning on social media, on Instagram. One of these, like, ingredients people I follow. One of these, like, really organic people. This guy who calls himself <laughs> Organic Tarzan. Oh, boy. You know, he's one of these guys that wants you to eat right and eat animal yeah. fat and uh, drink raw milk, uh, not pasteurized, all this crazy stuff. He's like, today I recommend you turn your phone off at 220 because this is just a test that the government's doing so they can start controlling your phones. <laughs> and they're this is what they're going to do. They're testing the system so that they can roll out things and send Things to everybody's phone and blah blah blah. And this is like, like when uh, when Easy Pass came out. Yeah, and uh, Joe Beningo refused to get it. Yeah, I'm talking years and years after it began. And I said, "Why?" He goes, "I don't want the government watching me and knowing where I'm going." Yeah, like Joe, there's satellites. They can find you no matter where you are. It's not Easy Pass. There's a lot of people that believe that too. I know. It's so funny, as if like in Washington D.C., they'd be like, uh, "What's your first order of business today?" Where was Joe Beningo last? <laughs> Where did he go? What exit did he get off? That's right. Exactly. Oh, interesting, because he said he was, uh, but I've got the... That's so stupid. I could see not wanting Easy Pass if you're running around on your husband or wife, well, and sure. they're the ones who look at your Easy Pass. Oh, yeah, of course. Remember for the, that time when uh, we were carpooling in and we would use my Easy Pass? Yes. As part of the deal? I do. And then... Ten months later, I found out I still had your Easy Pass and you had my Easy Pass. <laughs> I was like, I didn't travel with Columbia up to Maine. <laughs> Somehow we switched. Yes, it got mixed up. No, but that's the problem with Easy Pass. Yeah, though. we never check the bill like no. ever. So they tell me I'm in. I'm you know five dollars. I, I took it off the auto. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. My last straw was about. It was this, the this, auto refill of your the account. The auto refill is supposed to auto renew at not why ninety dollars and not thirty dollars. I don't know, but yeah. whatever was supposed to auto renew at ninety dollars. My last straw was in I think it was the August renew. I had two hundred and five dollars in my Easy Pass account, and they automatically did four seventy five. 
I'm like looking at this easy. I'm like, why do I have $700 of credit in easy pass? And then I looked at the bill. I'm like, why? Right. So I'm like, that's it. Took it off. Now I pay every Monday morning or Sunday night. I put a hundred bucks in and I'm done. Yeah. Cause I had that thing where they renewed me at four seventy five or something. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And then you're sitting there with all that money. I'm not going anywhere. All that money, Jerry, I could have been a billionaire if I would have put that into the stock market. Well, actually it crashed right after that. So you would have lost that too. Actually speaking of stock market, it is been down for like, now it's, it's up a little bit today, but within the past couple of weeks, like down a pretty good amount. Here's the benefit of not giving a crap about yeah. anything. Had no idea. Yeah. Our IRA probably lost 50%. I wouldn't know. Not checking. Don't want to know. I'll yeah. deal with it when I turn 66. I look at the uh, the Dow Jones every day. Mm-hmm. And at one point, in uh, I think the highest it's ever been was 36,500 points. Okay. It had been hovering around... It had gotten recently up to about 35,500 points, so pretty close, yeah. 1,000 points away from the high it's ever been. Now it's back down to 34,000. It lost like almost 2,000, or down to 33,000. It right. lost like 2,000 points. Now, but. could you explain to me what the points mean? No, all I know is that uh, <laughs> it's like the total amount of uh, whatever those points are, so you want to have more points. <laughs> but we have no idea what no. we're doing. No, so the best the stock market was ever doing. I actually think it was... I believe it was just after Trump left office and Biden took office that that January, February is when it was at its all time high. Okay. And but then like since then, it's been not so good. Not so good. Every time we would get to about 30. I was watching this every time we get to about 35,000 points, you'd go right back down. And that's where we are again. Right back down. That's where we're at. So between right. that, Jerry, the government trying to connect to us with the emergency alert system today. I will be on the golf course. I wonder if I will hear phones going off on different holes. Yeah. I probably will. That's what I'm wondering. Like, if I'm just at home doing nothing, which is not likely, Jerry, <laughs> will I hear, like, if everybody's phone goes off at one time, yeah. will I hear that? You might. You might. It's like, like, uh, if anybody's home, how thin yeah. the walls are in your building. Or just people, people walking. Outside. Right. That's going to freak out a lot of pets. Uh, yeah, probably will. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm not playing golf till three today. I'll be in the car at two twenty. I might turn it off. Yeah, I might do that. Organic Tarzan on uh, Instagram told me to turn it off, um, just so that the government can't connect to me. I so I, I got gotcha. you because maybe they're putting something on my phone at two twenty, Jerry. We don't know. I don't know either. But I'm with you. If the government wants to know what I'm doing, just okay. I, I'm not that important. Yeah, I'm not like a spy or something. Right. Agreed. So what do I care? Plus, they injected us with uh, things with the COVID vaccine, I heard, and they've been monitoring us ever since. <laughs> Monitor me all you want. I don't <laughs> give a crap. <laughs> There's a lot of weird government conspiracies. I know there are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tend to not believe any of them. <laughs> yes, and yet I'm going to turn my phone off because a guy named Organic Tarzan told me to. You're very, uh, you're influenced. Yeah, very influenced. Um, I think a lot of people are. I don't think you're alone in that, but... Sometimes you might want to just just back up a little bit. Back up and say, "Am I re- really following the advice of organic Tarzan?" Correct, organic like, Tarzan. I'm 54 and I'm following a guy who's probably 28. Correct, an organic Tarzan who's always shirtless, muscular, right. and he really oh. pushes a. Uh, check out this what this guy pushes. Now I follow a lot of stuff. Yeah. This guy pushes a uh, a filter for your shower head because you shouldn't be showering in tap water. How many did you get? I don't have any of those. One for each week of the month. No. <laughs> I don't have one of those, but I was like, 
Ah, I mean, you've on. gotten pretty extreme in the last couple of years. I, I have. I could see you doing that. Right. I could see you doing I that. I have not gotten the shower head water filter from Organic Tarzan. Isn't it funny how you could play with words? How different the sentence could be? Yeah. You just said, I have not gotten the shower head. If I rearrange, rearrange those words and said, I have not gotten head. The head. <laughs> what a different sentence. Yeah, it would be a whole different <laughs> different situation. I was listening to a uh, media podcast the other day. I'm sorry. This like, is the stuff. I, you know how I'm interested this noon in. This to eight really is a void in your life. <laughs> you know how I'm interested in. Um, I know you in are. Like, I'm uh, just kidding. In like streaming and things. Yes, and we talk course. about it here. Like all the things you have to do or that people subscribe to. Yes. And we still want Andrew Marshan to come in. Correct. Uh, we also hear all the time, like, like you'll see articles that go, uh, Disney Plus has lost $40 billion. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? how is all of these streaming things losing money? But one of the things I was hearing, and I think this guy's right, the guys I was listening to, it used to be, I like, like, don't you think? So, like, HBO puts stuff out now, and they have their own service. Mm-hmm. NBC has Peacock. Mm-hmm. CBS has Paramount. Oh, yep. Uh, there's Netflix, there's Hulu, there's, there's a lot. Disney's, all stuff. Where it used to be, it seems like it would work out better for everybody if there was just a Netflix and each of these places licensed their films and TV things to Netflix. Because then they're getting paid and they're not having to go direct to consumer and then the consumer isn't confused about all these things. Right, but then the price of Netflix is going to go up significantly. Yeah. And then now I'm going to get, now this is cable. Right, now I'm going to end up with crap I don't want. Yeah, I, it's true. As opposed to I'm making the conscious decision to pay $20 a month for Netflix. No, there'll be some content I want, some I don't. You raise that to $75 now, but you're getting Paramount and Peacock and Hulu, not Hulu, but you know what I'm saying, and, and Discovery and... Well, I, I was happy with the $20 a month. I don't want all these things. Yeah, you're right. You eventually, you're correct. You eventually pay for things you don't you consume. Always, yes. It's it's though, does it make sense for what it costs a month if I'm only consuming this much? You're is right. that worth it? That's a very that's exactly right. Like satellite radio to me. I think about this Which sometimes. Which I got to call them again. I got charged $25. No, you got to get I out of that. I have to call them and either cancel or I want that $5 plan again. That I was fine with. Right, because there is another good example. There's a lot of channels on there you will never, never put on. There's like 10 channels I listen to. Right. I don't even think I have. I listen to that many. Yeah. No, I hear you. But for like, I only pay for the streaming part. I think I pay $8 a month. It's still worth it to me. Can you stream that through your car, through your phone then? Yeah. Oh, what the hell am I doing? Here's the difference. When the radio is in your actual radio I on your that. car, it's easier to change channels. Yes, it is. It's a pain in the ass to change yeah, channels. Yeah, when you're driving, you're right. When you're driving. You got to be like, I'm going to listen to Hot Country my entire ride home. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's a pain in the ass. That is very true. Um, Yeah, so, you know, you're right. And then I got a notice yesterday. You know, I say, like, the best bargain in streaming to me is Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. It was six ninety nine a month, no commercials. I get an email from them yesterday. It's going up to eight ninety nine a month, starting next month. Yeah. Still what? no commercials. It's still $9. It's still worth it. Yes. But they're inching up, Jerry. You know what I'm saying? They're all going to inch up. We're all the, inching up. Last time I checked, no one discounts anything. No, or there are no discounts. Prices. You know, nothing is ever getting cheaper than right. it is right now. So Right. They hit you with the introductory. Right. And you enjoy it. You like it. And then you pay the price. Correct. Always.
Jerry, someone on Twitter asked, can we do a Twitter Q&A? So I, sure. So I, I put a thing out there, and I Not said, all right. One person replied. No, I'm just kidding. No, I did get a couple. Let's see. Just a couple? Yeah. We're getting boring. Uh, what is Alan Jerry's, this comes from uh, Niner MMA. Okay. What is Alan Jerry's favorite WFAN show of all time? Oh, God. Other than their own. <laughs> I, I, I mean. Hmm, that's a good one, Jerry. I mean, I think about all the shows I've listened to over the years. Yeah. You know, I mean, being. Which so we was can't pick favorite. Boomer and Geo, Boomer and Carton. Those right, because we, we can't pick the warm-up show, which clearly is the best. You um, had to pick one, Jerry. What do you think? I mean, the one I spent the most time listening to was Mike and Chris. That That is a fact. Favorite one, though, I, I don't know that it was my favorite as much as it was just I, I had to listen. I did like back in the day Joe and Sid mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. Um. I don't know that I can answer that question. I would need some time to think of all the shows over the years. Yeah, for me, I never listened to FAN before <laughs> I worked here. <laughs> so it's uh, easy. So it's Carton and Roberts. Yeah. Probably. That's the show I listened to the most that I didn't work on. Yeah, I, I love Craig, but I didn't listen to that show as much as you did just because yeah. of life. Um, just wasn't around much. Um, when I was in the car, I listened, and there were certain things I did like, but I didn't hear it enough to put that on the list. Eh. I don't know. I'd have to really think about that one. Yeah. But the the short answer would be Mike and the Mad Dog and also Joe and Joe and Sid. Okay. Those are the two I liked a lot. Here's one from Isles Mets Jets fan. All right, Isles Mets Jets. Do you or Jerry have a relationship with anyone on the other sports station? Yeah. I worked with Don LaGreca back in 1997, 98, and 99 before he went over there in 2000, I believe. Would you say you have a current relationship with him? Yeah, I may still text with him once in a while. Your friends? Uh, yeah. I mean, we haven't done anything in years. Um, but if you we saw him to... at an event, you'd go up to him oh, and say, God, hey. Oh, God, in a heartbeat. And I have seen him at events. But like me, him, uh, me and Kim and him and his wife went out to dinner probably 10 years ago now, maybe even a little longer than that. Um, and I, like I said, I still text with him once in a while. I've even, yes. So anybody else over there, though? That's probably it. Yeah. He's probably the only one. I mean, Larry Hardesty, I don't have a current relationship. I don't what does talk. he do? Larry Hardesty covers the Jets for that team. He works at night. I used to talk to Larry a lot when I covered the Jets and then even when I was here a little bit. I haven't talked to him in a while. But if I saw Larry, I would go have lunch with him. A great guy. But just Don, probably, if we were right. talking current. That's fair enough, And you Jerry. as nobody. I don't have anybody over there, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is from Goodfella. Has there ever been a time in your life where you or Jerry ever regretted your career choice and never. wished you had a normal nine to five job? Never once. Nope. Yeah, I had. I don't a, even need to think about that. I had a very small window when I was in uh, Florida making uh, sixteen thousand nine hundred dollars a year, and I was like, "What am I doing? I know. What are we doing?" And then I went and uh, got a a nine to five job. For about six months, and then my friend who worked at the Fabulous Sports Babe show said, uh, we'll pay you 43 grand. I was like, oh, I'm in. in Florida money? That's pretty good. I'll take it. I think my only regret, I really do believe this. Yeah. The only regret I have, and I've told you this before, but since he asked the question, has been, and I, I again, I know I wouldn't have gotten the job, mm-hmm. but the fact that I didn't even apply or put my name in for the Knicks play-by-play job, the radio play-by-play job. Yeah. That is one that to this day still irks me. If for nothing else, just to maybe get a call for an interview, 
meet a few people because just by meeting some people, you never know what that leads to. And I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I don't have an agent, so that's part of the problem. What year was this around? Um, I would say around four years ago. Oh, so pretty recently. Yeah, maybe five years ago. Four, Within the Boomer years. and Geo era or the Boomer and Carton era? I'd have to go look. It was when, before Ed Cohen got the job. So it's it's within the last five years. I think yeah. it's Boomer and Geo time. And you know, I could have asked Boomer to make a call to get me an interview. I mean, but I never did. And that's one thing that I look back, I'm like, why would you even have tried? Like, what an ass. Yeah, sometimes yeah, we, we psych ourselves out of things like that. I don't even know that I psyched myself out of it other than I just thought, like, I'm not getting that job. I'm yeah, going to bother. So, right, why? But I that? should have. You should have bothered. You know? I, I right, because maybe like you meet someone over there, they go, you know, we already have our play-by-play guy, but this Jerry Recco would be a great host for a weekend uh, talk show we're thinking of starting. Uh, okay. Now, my, I don't really remember. I would think part of the reason I didn't was I wouldn't have been able to work here anymore. Right. Which would have been fine if you're the Nick play-by-play guy, but what else is going to come out of it then if you can't do that and this? But that's that would be my only – never regretted doing this for a bit. I always planned – I always hoped, I shouldn't say planned, who knows. I always hoped to do this for a living. Yeah. So it was very, I'll tell you this too. So Matthew's in community college right now trying to figure out what the hell he wants to do. Yeah. And he literally said the other day when we were talking about different options and paths, he goes, I don't know what it is yet. He goes, I just know I want to be like, I want to be like you, dad. <laughs> I goes, learned it from you, dad. I, he, he, he said, I want to be like you where aside from waking up early, you never seem like you don't want to go to work because that's what I want. I got to tell you, that felt pretty good. That is pretty nice. That felt pretty good. That is really nice. Yeah. He's taking notice. Yeah. Both of them are. I mean, even Joseph's only 13, but even he notices, like, you're always home. <laughs> like, why are you always <laughs> He knows the deal, but I'm just saying. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah, the 9 to 5 is, is, a, is, a, is tough as well because I always, like, in the short time that I had a 9 to 5 job, mm-hmm. like, you get up in the morning. You get ready, blah, blah, you, you get home. Yeah. When you come home, it's like, you come home and you eat dinner. It's, it's like time for bed. Seven o'clock. Correct. When are you doing anything? You're not. On the weekends when everybody else is doing stuff. Yeah. I only did, I did the Mike and the, I was the board op for Mike and the Mad Dog for six months and my shift was 11 to seven. I was able to weasel it down to 1030 to 630 so I could catch a seven. I think I was able to catch the 730 train by leaving at that time. Spitz was good. Let me go. But even that, getting in for 10.30 meant I had to catch the 7.41 right. train. Insane. By the time I caught the train, the subway, connecting subway, I was getting to work at 10, half hour early, which is always good, maybe even a little earlier than that. And I wasn't getting home till after 8 o'clock. And it was miserable. It yeah. really was I hated it. Hated it. Very tough. Awful. Yeah, I always say like to people who are wanting to get in this business or any type of like media type business... You have to be able to survive the years where the pay really stinks. Yes, to get where you got to go. Right, which is why it's good to do it right out of college. Yes. Because it takes a while before you can start earning decent I, money. It can take like five, six years. Oh, yeah. It took me a long time. Yep. I, mean, I had longer. that conversation with my girlfriend at the time when I was 27. Yeah. And your friends are making six figures already. And you're like, eh. And I remember her, like she asked, I was like dating this girl for a while. At this point, I remember we were walking by the water in Tampa. I remember that conversation. 
And she goes, by the way, what, what do you make? I go, $19,000. You would have thought, I, like, <laughs> she looked at me like, what? A loser. Who am I dating? Yeah. Like, aren't you an adult already? You're like 27. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a rough one. So you got to, we, like, a lot of people, because of their situations, have to have to drop out of yes. trying to be in this business. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's how you move on, I guess. Yeah. This is a great question from uh, Tom Brucato, Jerry. Tom Brucato. Oh, he bought a calendar. Is that right? Might have bought a couple calendars, actually. Oh, good for What's you, up, Tom? Tom? Do you think certain animals in the same species are smarter, or do they all just act on instinct? For example, are there polar bears that are more intelligent than other polar bears? Are there some polar bears in a family that are just dumb and other polar bears that are intelligent? Yeah, it's like humans. You think it is like I humans? Do. I do. Yeah, I think all brains are different. It's definitely like that with animals. You have cats. I have a yeah. dog. They all have different emotions. They act differently. They react differently. Yeah, there are some smarter ones. There are some dumber ones. So it's all I about would... the way the brain is developed. Yeah, so you would think... That'd be the same in the animal kingdom, right? I, I 100% would think so. Like uh, some birds that will fly into windows <laughs> and others that will know, okay, swing yeah. up. You know, yeah, I do think that. Yeah, I agree. There's some deer that'll go be like, let me walk in the middle of the highway right now. There's only cars whizzing by. <laughs> and others that probably are like, I'm not going. Like there's some deer probably that when they hit pavement, they're like, mm, let me turn around. And others that are like, yep. I just saw a story on News 12. There was a deer in Belmar. Is this the one that ended up in the car? No, this this deer somehow got out, maybe when it was low tide or whatever, okay. got out to the rocks that are in the water, in the ocean, and was on the rocks, and then the ocean had the water all around the rocks, and the deer was stuck out there. Huh. And a surfer that was just out there got the deer... Off the rocks. On the surfboard. Not on the surfboard. Oh. Got the deer off the rocks and helped him swim to the shore, and then the deer took off. It didn't thank him? I, I guess it didn't, yeah. Wow. But that was probably a, not an intelligent deer, and there's other deer that yeah, are intelligent. trusted a human. And then trusted a help human. To help it to safety. Then when I was other humans are shooting them. Would you help a wild animal if you saw it like what that? What kind of wild animal? Like a deer. Not one with the antlers. Probably. A female deer. Probably, yeah. I don't know that though, but I would think probably. Like if you saw, if you were, if you were a surfer, and you saw that, you probably would help the deer. Maybe, I don't know. You would investigate it. Yes. To be like, is this possible to help the deer? Because I'd also be worried that it would jump on me and basically drown me. <laughs> what a story that would be. No, no, not like, what a story. <laughs> Jerry passed away. He was drowned in the ocean by a deer. Not a good what? story. No, not a good story. We'd be like, do you mean a shark got him? No, a, a deer. deer. <laughs> he tried to help a deer and the deer drowned him. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I might be like you with 911 in that case. Call somebody to I help. might call animal control or something. Like, can you get someone out here? There's a deer stuck on the rocks in the ocean. Because I've seen even like you'll see animals that get, deer in particular, they get stuck like in uh, a fence. That's different. That but, I would but probably But it's still help. stuck and yeah. does it know you're trying to help it? I don't know. I, that I might investigate. I, the one in the ocean, I think I'm out on. I think I might get out and call someone. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely call. Like, I'd call. Your first call had to be that a police. Who do we call? There's a deer See, in the ocean. I would call animal control. That's where I, so that's where a deer, I would go. Uh, what a wild call that would be. Imagine the calls they get every day. Oh my there's gosh. a deer in the ocean. Yeah. And how do you 
how do you realize which ones are real and what? Like if I was in the office and someone's like, "Yeah, there's a deer in the ocean on the rocks. It's uh, stuck." I'd be like, "Okay, have a nice day." Like, yeah, how to get out there? Yeah, and yet if you don't investigate it, and it happens. You just turned your back on the deer. What about this one? Because I saw this video on it for some reason it came up on my YouTube. It was a a dog who had clearly been hit by a car, and another dog was sitting by it seemingly looking to get the attention of passersby yeah, yeah. in cars to yeah. help him. If you saw a dog that was hit by a car, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you would help it. Yes. What if it was a pit bull? Hit by a car? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'd help it, too. I do think so. Me, too. Well, you've got me so frightened for pit bulls, I'm not sure. And yet I'm not afraid of them anymore. anymore. I know you're So not. weird. I think when they're in need like that, yeah, I think you're okay. Yeah, I think so, too. I think dogs know when you're trying to help them. Mm-hmm. I would think. Plus, if it just got hit by a car and you go over near it, it's not probably not going to try to. It's not going to think you're going to attack it. No, I would hope. You would hope not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened with my with the pit bull situation. You know what it was? I think I I think I saw. I think I had interactions with a lot of down on Bradley Beach. Yeah, just seeing yeah. pit bulls, mm-hmm. seeing adorable pit bull videos on on Instagram. And sadly, the few bad ones really it does ruin a it. Lot, as it they does say, yes. ruin it for the. Yeah. For the majority of them. Yeah, sure does. Because some of them are just adorable, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Especially as puppies. I'll even go up with my dog to a stranger pit bull on the street. That's pretty good. If it's not, like, yeah. barking at us. Yep. That's not called, bad. That's called growing, Jerry. As an individual and as a human race. I like it. Growing with the animals instead of against them. Yes. If you have any other questions, I'll keep... I have that Twitter thing up there. Just respond to that uh, tweet. That I asked if you have any questions, or Jerry and I will finish them up tomorrow. All right. Speaking of animals, by the way, I have a pet bandana now up for the warm-up show. A pet bandana? Yeah, for the warm-up show. Ooh, okay. It says, good morning, campers, and there's mine yours autograph, digital autograph. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought it was cool. Where are where do we find these products, Jerry? RecoSportsShop.com. RecoSportsShop.com. Yes. Two S's there, Sports Shop. Okay, RecoSportsShop. Shop. That's where the calendars com. are. That's where our shirts and sweatshirts are. And now the pet bandana. Well, I might have to get Whimsy a pet bandana. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you one, of course. Okay. That sounds cool. All, All right. right. We'll do the warm-up show uh, now, and then we'll be back tomorrow on a Thursday. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. In the year 2003, Clemens wins his 300th as the Yankees have beaten St. Louis 5-2. Clemens has come on the field 
and getting a standing ovation from the sold-out 55,000 at Yankee Stadium. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go, Wednesday morning. Good morning to you, the Anise Kazari. What is up? How you doing, man? Nice to see you. And across from me, wearing his 1982 St. Louis Cardinals World Series champion shirt. His name is Al Ozzy Dukes. What's up? Good morning there, Jerry. I was seeing a lot of talk uh, on the radio station yesterday. A lot of talk. I was listening. It sound, these guys talk a lot of sports. But we are a sports station. All yes. right, fair enough. That makes uh, more sense now that you say that. But yeah. uh, I was listening, you know, in the afternoon as well, and they're like, uh, there was a lot of talk yesterday about Brian Dable and the tablet. Did he throw the tablet at uh, uh, he just Daniel Jones? Flicked it. Uh, was he showing up, Daniel Jones, with the tablet? And then I was thinking, like, should we even have tablets in football, Jerry? Well, they replaced the photos that used to come down on the uh, the laundry wire. You and remember did, back in the day? Back in what day? Like when did they? I remember that in the eighties, where they would you, they would get the photos from from the booth. Showing what formations and different things that the other teams are doing, trying to make like adjustments. That. All right, well, that's been going on uh, for a hundred years. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Okay, I so think you this, want everything out? Not everything, but I think like. This is part of the reason why, you know, like somebody is a really, really good football player in college. They're like really good, Jerry. Yeah. But then they come to the NFL and they're not good. Correct. Like a football player is, you're either good at football or you're not. Then you get to the NFL, they've complicated everything. Yes, but you're also playing with the best of the best now. Right, but now. sometimes you don't stand out. But now you also have to be like intelligent and stuff. You have to do that in college, too. Having been in many college yeah. film studies, they're doing the same stuff. I don't know about uh, high schools. I don't know if it's trickled down that far, but I will tell you. I mean, I was in with, with Norris Wilson at Columbia back in the day. We're talking 15 years ago now. I mean, it was it was pretty high tech. You'd be amazed. It's, it's not that far off from what you see in the NFL. I'm not saying they have tablets on the sideline. They don't. Yeah. But at least I don't believe they do. But I'm telling you, man, they look at stuff. The the coordinators get it immediately, and they pass it down. It's it's happening at, at like the college that. level. I want everything to be done at field level. Well, it's a good thing you're not a coach. If you, you can't about it, if you can't see formations on the field, and you need, uh, but even if you don't see them on the field, you're still going to be on the phone getting them. Yeah, I don't. I just this the whole tablet thing is like, and then like you complicate everything. So you have a, a guy who's a good quarterback, and you get out there, and you're going Z right and three. Well, now time out. Now you got to talk to Boomer. That's stupid. Yeah, you got to talk to Boomer about this stuff. You're telling me, Jerry, that if, let's say, I get a, a team, and I get a lot of really good players. Right. They ain't the smartest guys. Mm-hmm. But I've got good players. Right. Athletically good, but dumb. Yeah. And I go in there as a coach, and I listen. We're going to run to the right, so block that way. Have you not heard Boomer's story? His stories about how dumb his team was with the Jets. Yeah, but um, but we but they're still making Boomer go Z twenty three X Y bump out boss left like why? So everybody's you on the same da- page. Yeah, but why can't I go in the huddle and go like this? You down and out. You down and in. Sweep left. Uh, and now I got to get to the line. Think of how you're a wide receiver. You go trudging to the line, Jerry. You're all nervous because like 
the game is on the line. Sure. And now you got to remember what ZX34XY right. boss means. So you're in the huddle, and I say to you, Al, run to the 40, turn, and stop. Yeah. Because the other team's been playing man-to-man the entire half. Yes. Then you get out there, and quarterback Boomer sees that it's not man-to-man. It's more of a zone, and there's a safety shading over to your side standing at the 40-yard line. Is Boomer going to say, well, just go to the 40, turn, and I'll throw it to you with two defenders there? Or am I going to notice that and say, you know what? A post pattern might be good because the inside is completely wide open. Good quarterback is going to see the different formation in the defense and say, yeah, let's change that because that's wide open. Why would I run into a double into a double team? Yeah. I don't know. I just, We've complicated football. I don't think you're wrong from the standpoint of it's, we're way over the top, but there are reasons why you go up to the line of scrimmage and change plays. This is a better conversation for him, though, than me. I only played quarterback for three games. I'm just saying, we got tablets. We've got uh, shots from the sky. It's just... We do. We do. And it's only going to get worse with technology. Worse How so? And worse. Well, did you think there'd be computers on the side, basically computers on the sideline 15 years ago with these tablets? No. Right. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll have, like, um, artificial intelligence and holograms on the sidelines Going over the plays. I don't know. Nothing would shock me anymore. Maybe we'll all get... You know how, like, in the world, you can't go anywhere without people staring at their phones? Yeah. Maybe each player brings their phone with them. On the field? Yeah. And yeah, then just be, looks... It's a pretty high-contact game. But Not you, so sure that would go you well. You have a padded, uh, a padded iPhone case that you... A you, padded iPhone? Yeah, that you put in your, like... Well, they have wristbands already. Like, I the know, quarterback just, has wristbands. Yeah. In baseball, they have cards now for where they should be against certain players defensively aligned. I mean, they, they do that stuff. Like, when did they start letting uh, quarterbacks have uh, headsets in there? That I don't know. I, Eddie, what would you say? Maybe the 90s? Like, Roger Stallback wasn't getting Tom Landry. No, Tom Landry thing. used to run the plays in. Remember, right. he used to shuffle in who? Meredith and um, what's his name? Play after play? Remember? Morton. And Craig Morton, right. Dandy Don Meredith. Like, they would switch plays and run in with each play. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it got it got technically advanced. I would say in the early '90s. I would say. Yeah, I remember being on the sideline and seeing the helmet with the green sticker, and they would be on charging mounts to charge yeah. the receiver. Yeah, and that's probably the early parts of that. I would think. Yeah, that was that. about mid '90s. Yeah, I want all technology out, Jerry. Yeah, well, good. All of it. Why don't you call Roger Goodell and see if you can get will. that done? I will call him today. Let You're me not calling Roger that Goodell. I would love to see you call Roger Goodell's office. No, I was calling for Roger Goodell, and I would say this, Jerry. He's expecting my call. That would be good. Maybe you get They're him on the phone. Like, oh, better get right through to him. You think he would remember Boomer and Geo more so than he remembered Chris Russo? Yes. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I would just lead with Boomer's name. <laughs> I understand. I know. He did play in the league and was an MVP. 1988 MVP <laughs> Boomer size, and I work with him. I always say 89. You was say that because that's when the Super Bowl was? Yeah, the Super Bowl was in 89. He Damn was 1988 MVP. I always tell though. people 89 MVP. I wonder who the runner-ups were for MVP in 1988. Like, right. who was hot on Boomer's heels? Just Google it. I am. Right? Thank you very much. 1988 NFL MVP. Like, was there running. another quarterback? Was there a uh, running back? You know, back then, uh, Jerry, the running backs used to really like, All right, you ready? pound the ball. Uh, winning with 40% of the vote was Boomer Esiason. Mm. Coming in second, and then there's a drop-off. No, well, no, the first three are actually pretty good. Uh, 21% of the vote was Randall Cunningham. Oh, he was good. Of the Eagles. I don't, And I don't think you would ever get number three and four because of the positions they play. Because I think we automatically go to quarterback. Number three in the voting, with 20% of the vote, was Roger Craig. Running back. Not the manager of the, of the Giants. 
Uh, him. The, the running back guy. of the Niners, yep. yeah. And then Mike Singletary was fourth when he wanted winners when he was with the Bears. He got 8% of the vote. And then, you know what's so funny? And I only bring this up because he was in the MVP conversation. I do not. This guy finished fifth in the MVP voting that year. Now, Warren Moon and Herschel Walker finished after him in the voting. Uh, Keith Millard. I don't even know who that is. The name is familiar. Is he a lineman? Offensive lineman? Nose tackle. Wow. Of the Vikings. Oh, really? He finished fifth in the MVP <laughs> voting. Yeah. That's People crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't remember him at all. But then again, I wasn't watching the Vikings in the uh in the eighties. We, we were have, not. Didn't have red zone or or the, the ticket at that point. Right. The only thing I remember from the Vikings in the eighties is the Tommy Kramer Hail Mary pass in Cleveland that Ahmad Rashad caught. Sure. In the end zone. That was it. That was it for the Vikings in the No, 80s. that's not true. You remember Tony Dorsett in the Metrodome oh, yeah. going 99 yards. That Danny White handed him the ball off. That was cool. And he was gone. Gone. Right yeah. down the sideline. Singletary, by the way, did win Defensive Player of the Year. All right. Well, that's a fair uh, thing for him. There you go. That's a fair thing for him to win. Mm. Then the other thing that uh, really bugged me yesterday, Jerry, about Twitter is, you know, Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee. He was. And he called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. Uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his, like, crazy impact name. Well, then, forget it. After that, every single human with a Twitter account tweeted it out. Like, we saw it. If you're not one of the first... I didn't. Like, okay, Adam Schefter tweeted. Um... Uh, 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 who's the other guy who goes on there? Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport. Okay, we're good. I don't need Paul Rosenberg from WFIN tweeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Why we've you seen follow? It. Unfollow. Well, I'm not following him. <laughs> if, if I go to the For You section. See, I don't. I never Sometimes do that. I click on it to see what's going on from other people that I don't follow. Yeah. But I'm like, we don't. I don't need Pat Boyle putting out, you know? I don't need to put it out. Like yeah. the main football people. You know, are I had it out. no idea about any of this until I walked in this morning. What? I didn't. I wasn't on Twitter at all yesterday. I basically went from the golf course to the baseball practice field um, to the shower to bed. And I did watch some of the baseball last. I was watching um, some Zach Wheeler uh, yesterday. But for the most part, I I didn't log in. I came to work. I logged on. I'm like, oh, let's see what Pat McAfee. I knew he was on. And so uh, when I search, you know, the uh, the Aaron Rod, that first thing popped up. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I listen. You know how long he was on for? 40 minutes. 50. 50 minutes. 50 minutes. That's pretty so cool. So I've only gotten through 26 minutes. I already have like 18 cuts from that thing. Yeah, I was going to say, most of the good stuff gets right online. Boom. Yeah. Yes. But I feel like they take the top one or two things and they blow it up. It's a lot of good stuff from it, though. I think like uh, the next phase of Twitter should be... Like, let's say uh, Cancel. News, news like that happens. Like, um, oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers calls Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. And then let's say Ian Rappaport gets it up there. The next person that tries to do it, they go, someone already did this. Just retweet So, that. how would you do that exactly? I don't know. It's so like be... if you have a thought on something crazy going on at the Jersey Shore, or would there be keywords that if you were first, yeah. no one else could do it? Okay. Yeah, like someone at Twitter would go, would punch in Mr. Pfizer. And anyone who tried to type in Mr. Pfizer would be like, Ian Rappaport already got it. Just retweet his. You have a very busy day. You have to call Roger Goodell. Uh-huh. And now you have to call Elon Musk. Okay. Like, when are you going to get this done? I guess, uh, I don't know, probably between noon and eight. <laughs> 
I got eight hours. <laughs> you do have. I listen. I've told you that many times. You've got plenty of time. Eight solid hours of commercial-free commercial <laughs> calling. <laughs> they also then, of course, everyone went. Oh, really? Travis Kelsey's Mr. Pfizer, is he? Because you get a get a check from Johnson and Johnson. That and is true. They had a vaccine too. That is very true. Now, Truth watching bombs. watching the interview, if anyone actually did watch it, went on to say how they're friends. They had video of them talking on the field and yucking it up. He and Travis Kelsey. They go back a long time. Oh, all right. So this is nothing other than him just having some fun. It is weird that Travis Kelsey's doing commercials for Pfizer. Every No, no. He's doing commercials for every American company known yeah. to man right now. They did a commercial for Experian. Yeah, they got the Chunky like, Soup what? commercial. I mean, it's uh, he's probably got how many commercials right now lots. if I ask you? No, I know lots. But I know. You, the problem is Double digits, would you say? The Kelsey Just brothers, Google it. The Kelsey brothers are becoming the Manning brothers. You're they're right about everywhere, that. everywhere, well, and they're wearing thin their act. You, uh, let me ask you this. Is Travis Kelsey in more commercials than Patrick Mahomes, or is Patrick yeah. Mahomes in more commercials than Kelsey? I'm going to say uh, the Kelsey brothers now. Because everyone thinks that. they're like the next cool thing. All right, here we go. Travis, in the past 30 days, how about this number? In the past 30 days, commercials featuring Travis Kelsey have had 38,000 airings. I knew I saw That's a lot of that crazy. guy's face. That's nuts. It's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have the personality for it to me. Well, he's got some personality because uh, Taylor Swift likes him. You think he gets more commercials now? Yeah, oh, for sure. With the, well, with he's the got to cash in right now while this is still going when on. When does this end, by the way? Like When, does, uh, when do they break by up? By the it's end the, of the season, for sure. End of the season? Like, when? by the playoffs, they they will not be together. Real? That's okay. my prediction, by playoffs. Fair enough. they got a few more weeks left. Okay. Of summer loving. Patrick Mahomes, so I'm going to get you. Yeah, it's not close. Remember I said 38,000? Yeah. In the past 30 days, commercials featuring Patrick Mahomes have totaled 152,000 airings. So Travis Kelsey's beating him easily, no problems. Yeah, and actually, T-Mobile, the NFL app, Subway, uh, State Farm, Frito-Lay. Oh, my God. It goes on and on. Adidas, FanDuel, Essentials Water. I mean, it just goes on and on. Head and Shoulders is his newest one. I have seen that one. Hellsberg Diamonds. <laughs> I mean, my God. That's a tough product to bring up. You know, I'm bald, so I have no hair, but... If you bring head and shoulders, you're shopping and you have to carry a head and shoulders up to the... Yeah. It's like, hi, I have dandruff. Please check me out so I can get out of here. Pretty much. I mean, those there's a lot of embarrassing products in the drugstore. Condoms. Why Why are they embarrassing? It's, just, it's awkward. Not embarrassing, awkward. Oh, I got it. you. In it's terms awkward. of buying them. Yeah, in terms of buying them. I got gotcha. you. Here's a head and shoulders. I have uh, dandruff, but I'm also having sex, so I need these condoms. That would be some purchase right there. Condoms, lube, and head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. <laughs> I don't want any flakes tonight. <laughs> and a laxative. <laughs> yeah. That's another tough one. Yeah, yes. You ever see the enemas? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. I used to work in drug fair many years ago. Did you test them out? I didn't test them out, but me and my friend Paul, we worked there together. And, uh, on test the... them out on each other. <laughs> <laughs> we did not test out animals on each other. But if you looked on the, the packaging of the enema, it had like a, not a stick figure, but an outline of a human. Right. Not a... F bent over, <laughs> showing you where to insert the... Insert that... Here. Yeah, the tip of the enema. 
and how to do it. I was like, ooh, that looks crazy. Just be thankful that you haven't had to do that. Correct. Right? You've never had one. I think I've had enemas when I was a kid. But, but why? I don't know. I think I was constipated. Were your parents just experimenting on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Possibly. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. But as an adult, you haven't had to get one. No, I haven't, luckily. Because, you know, when you go for a colonoscopy, if you don't feel like you're fully cleared out, they want you to do one of those before you head out to the uh, no, facility. No, we, we know. That's why the last doctor you used has never seen you since. Yeah, he was mad at me. By the way, the, the latest uh, Head & Shoulders commercial, which I just remembered from seeing the uh, little paragraph here, features Troy Palomalu. And Palomalo is a mini Palomalo in the woman's hair. <laughs> it's actually very funny. You've seen it? Yeah. I saw it yesterday, actually, during the baseball game. So I have seen it. I was, I believe it or not, I did watch, not much, but I did see some of the uh, Twins and Blue Jays. Oh, you watched a little Twins Blue Jays action. I saw I saw a bunch of stuff that yesterday. That was daytime baseball? Yeah, well, I actually, yes, that was daytime baseball. But I wasn't home for much of the day. I got home. I saw 10 minutes of that. Then I was back out. Then I was home. I watched Zach Wheeler. So I saw some. I saw that the Twins have lost 18 straight. Well, until yesterday. Playoff games. Correct. And then Go, they won yesterday. They won yesterday. Yeah. Um, the what the hell is his name? Royce. Uh, whatever. Hit two home runs. What was interesting about that? And we'll take a break. One second. Um, so he hits the two home runs. So Kay and A Rod did that game on ESPN. Alex Rodriguez was basically intimating that the Twins were cheating that they knew what pitches were coming. Is that right? I shouldn't say cheating, but he he made it very clear that they know something because um, Kevin Gaussman was throwing split-finger fastballs. He's like, these are really good pitches. He goes, watch him. The batter is not even flinching as if he knows that a pitch down and away is coming. And then fastball, he loads up and rocks it. Very interesting, just Mm. listening to him. Talk, so. Well, it takes a cheater to know a cheater, doesn't it? Well, this Alex. is, uh, I guess, once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. That is very true. All right, Alex. All right, quick break. 20 after 5, just getting started. Big program with Boomer and Geo at 6 on The Fan. Make know what you're doing. Uh, so I know what you're doing here. What are you? What are you? What am I doing? Well, you're going to encourage me to finally go see the Foo Fighters now that they're going to be at City Field. They are, Jerry. I was That's... actually thinking of seeing them in St. Louis. St. Louis? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, July of the next yeah. year, Foo Fighters. I think they got a couple dates, two dates there. I think. Is that true? I yeah. saw they're in other places too. Are they be- playing ballparks? Yeah, because I've bought enough tickets now to so many ballparks that I get team emails. And I had the Foo Fighters in a few different ones yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I do. I think that'd be cool to be in a band and get to play like Wrigley Field, yeah. Fenway Park. Well, didn't Pearl Jam have some like legendary shows at Wrigley Field? Yes. And they're from there, correct? Aren't they I from Chicago? Not, I think they're from uh, Washington State. Oh, they State, are? But, oh, they're from Illinois. But they're very okay. big in Chicago You've for huge. whatever reason. And they did a show, I believe, where a monster storm rolled through and they had to leave the stage and send everybody... Imagine that ballpark, go find shelter. Yeah. Where? Yeah, the ballpark luck. was built in 1830. <laughs> um, and then they came back out and rocked it through the rain. But, yeah, no, this would be cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You no, know, it's weird. Like, you only get uh, concerts at Yankee Stadium every once in a great while. Right. I feel like every year we get concerts at City Field. I don't know why that is. Well, I think they started doing that when they opened up the ballpark. They have, they've had different musical 
festivals. But and I'm events. saying like you know, like Wrigley Field still gets them. Fenway Park, right? You, you know, out there in San Francisco. I don't know why the Yankees don't get involved in that. Um, I Very don't know rarely. that they haven't. They have, but it's not. It's not, not a regular. regular occurrence. Like they're not on the ballpark stop. True on that, these tours. That's, that's true. So they the the if I'm reading this right, the Foo Fighters kick off their stadium tour at City Field. Oh, that's cool. Just, so here's where they're playing. They're playing City Field. Then they go to Fenway. Then they go to the Great American Ballpark. Where that at? So I'm going to ask you if you know these because they're all sponsors. American, okay, let me think. Great American Ballpark mm-hmm. is in Minnesota, Cincinnati. How about Target Field? Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> Empower Field. Well, I'm just going to say Empower Field. No idea. At Mile High. Okay. All right. Uh, Petco, you know. San Diego. Yes. yes. This one, I did not know that this was a name. I guess this is the Angels BMO Stadium. No idea. What the hell is BMO? I don't know. Then you got, uh, that's a soccer stadium, T-Mobile Park. Mm. Seattle. Seattle. Okay. And then mixed in. To all of those great baseball stadiums, Hershey Park Stadium, <laughs> at the uh, where the ball where the uh, theme park is, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's funny. I I've been there enough times with baseball. I've seen the hockey arena. I don't know where Hershey Park Stadium it's is. Supposedly a good sized place because the larger bands play. Must there. be. Must Bruce be. Springsteen plays there. Did he really? Yeah. Pretty cool. So the, yeah, there's there's the tour. July to August. It's I don't know if more. Oh no, there's a lot. Nah. So you're gonna have the pretenders are gonna play with them, the hives, Amel and the sniffers. I don't know those guys. I don't either. Amel and the sniffers, and then Alex G. I don't know him either yeah. or her. So it looks like it's that's all the dates that are listed right, right here. Jerry, let's do some more baseball then, since we're in this uh, baseball let's sort of mood. I saw a longtime Chicago baseball reporter by the name of Bruce Levine said that quote Jerry. The Cubs are going to do everything they can to trade for Pete Alonso. So should everybody else. Do you think he'll stay with the Mets? I do. Now that this guy is the uh, the new president of baseball operations and he's a Met fanboy, and I mean that in a good way. Like I think someone like him would see the value in a. I hate using the term, but it is true. A homegrown Met staying here, yes, and doing great things for this organization. Now that having been said, it's something I said to Boomer in the summer when I was hosting with him. What if, like, if you don't sign him now, and that, that's this was my premise to Boomer in July, like, I would sign Pete Alonso right now as opposed to wait and let him get to free agency. Because if Pete Alonso goes to free agency at the age of whatever he's going to be, I'd have to look, but he's a, a little older than, than most would be, are you going to pay him into his late 30s? And I think the smart answer is no. Well, what if a team comes over and wants to give him eight years? It's going to take him to 40 years old, and they're going to give him $40 million a year. Then what? Then what do you do? Do you think if you were like a Pete Alonso type, Jerry? Yeah. Would you, if if money was similar, would you consider that it's cool to play at Wrigley Field all the time? Um, I would. No, not necessarily. I, th- I really do believe, and by the way, he turns 29 in December. He would be 30 next year when I think he would get to free agency. So an eight-year deal would take him to 38. Um, I really do believe once you go to these places once, Bloom's off the rose. Is that right? I, I will I will tell you from a broadcaster perspective. It's kind of it's similar. Like I've been to Indiana. I mean, is there any more iconic college basketball place to go see a game? 
Now I go there, I'm like, eh, this place again. It's just, I don't know, once you've done it and once you've seen it and you've had the oohs and the ahs, like, wow, this is where Bobby Knight threw the chairs and this is really cool. Second time you go there, it's like, oh, yeah, that's where Bobby Knight threw the chairs and oh, we're sitting here. Yeah, it's kind of ugly, actually. It's It loses something. Yeah, I think everything, the first time of almost everything is more special, isn't it? Uh, yes, I would say that's true, probably, Jerry. So he's probably played at Wrigley Field in his however many years he's played now. 20 times? Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, would that would that be cool to play, you know, half of your games at Wrigley or half of your games at Fenway Park? No, you know what would be cool? To play half your games in San Diego where it's beautiful all the time. That would also be cool. Not freeze in April and May and yes. October and, and September. Fair point. That's where it would be cool. All right. In other news, Jerry, remember when the Tampa Rays announced they were going to be building a new stadium? Yes, we were all like, I thought no one goes to the games. Yeah, no, no one does go to the games. We're playoff games, apparently. Yeah, so yesterday was a playoff game. Yeah. And they had the lowest attendance of a playoff game mm-hmm. since 1919. Right. Jerry, that's over 100 years ago. That is 104 years ago. They had an announced crowd of 19,704. And keep in mind what you just said. Announced crowd. Announced crowd. That doesn't mean actual attendance. That's tickets sold. Yeah, so I, saw, I would venture to say there were fifteen or sixteen thousand people in that building. I saw videos of people on social media just scanning the crowd. Yeah. There were lower sections that it's were embarrassing. Wide open. Yeah. I've always said so this. I don't get why would they build a new stadium? I don't know. And I, they're putting it in the same place. I don't know. Because some people would argue, oh, the the location isn't good for people that live in Tampa. It's more of a St. Petersburg thing. They're building it in the same place. You're going to have the same problems. The only thing I would say, now I think if you're a hardcore fan, you're a fan, and you you would go. Yeah. The only thing I would say is if you're a fringe fan, which most of them probably are, that place is so awful. Like, you don't even feel like you've been there for a baseball yeah. game, right? Oh, yes. It doesn't even feel like you're at a baseball game. I don't know. It's a I, lot of cement. It's, it's ugly. It's sterile. I don't know. It's just, it's an awful building. So if you could sit home and watch it on TV, or do you want to have that experience? Uh, maybe people just say the hell with it. They suck. But I don't know if they even get any, get any TV ratings either. So right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Very and strange. yet you have cities in this country that I think would support a team so much better. But I who knows? Hmm. Tough one. I have one more baseball note for you, Jerry. Uh, Zach Wheeler? Uh, not Zach Wheeler. Not interested in the way he pitched last night? Uh, no, Jordan is, Montgomery? No. This is more of a Mets situation Okay. Here. I saw that the Brewers manager, Craig Council, was talking about when the season ends because they're in the playoffs now, I'm told, yeah. Jerry. You told me that. Yeah, they lost yesterday to the Diamondbacks. He So they asked him about the season ending and would he, he'd be interested in talking to other teams. And he said, I'm not under contract, so if other people ask, I'm not going to ignore it. And a lot of people tying him to this uh, David well, Stearns fellow. he worked fella. for him, sure. So do you think he will be the next Met manager? I think it's very possible. What would percentage-wise would you put that at? Uh, 60%. Oh, so 40% not. Yeah, I don't know that's a slam dunk. And I only say that from things I read earlier was that he was he kind of was leaning towards taking at least a year off to watch his kids play in high school and college. Oh, right. Which he hasn't been able to do. So if that's the case, I mean, unless he wants New York, sorry, kids, (laughs) 
I got to go to New York. Good luck. I'll watch your videos on YouTube. We're moving to Queens. Oh, my God. Um, Unless he's changed, you know, if if he's changed his mind, he wants to be here. Clearly, I think he's probably Stern's first choice. Right. I would think. Now, they've never won anything other than some divisions. And they've been good. But if he comes here and they're good and they don't win. hmm. Or we uh, pick another guy. This guy takes a year off to watch his kids. The first guy fails terribly, and we bring him in. This, uh, this is also why I would have kept Buck here for one more year. One more year, right. He had another year left on his contract. Council was up in the air over what he wanted to do. He could have walked away, reset, watched his kids for a year, and if it didn't go well enough with the Mets, you know the opening was there and your buddy's running the team. If it went well for the Mets, all right, well, so be it. And, and Buck 60-whatever, 60, 66, he's not going to be here forever. Maybe you take two years off. Maybe you go somewhere else. Maybe you go to San Diego because Bob Melvin's on the hot seat going into next year. Wouldn't that be a lovely place oh to go? Oh, my gosh, Jerry. That would be so awesome. But all these guys. I mean, you remember Joe Girardi jumped, right? But he did, what, one year at MLB Network and then went right to to the Phillies? Yes. You know, And it's not just baseball. Remember Rex? He couldn't wait to take the Bills job. Eric Mangini took that crappy Browns job. All these guys jump right back in. Maybe you feel like if you take a year off, then you're all of a sudden you're Bill Cowher and you're gone for 17 years. I think that's true in some cases, but Council is young enough and has had enough success to where I think he would still be the hot name on the managerial list next year. I think I looked. I think he's my age, Jerry. Oh, I thought he was younger than that. He's 54. I thought he was late 40s. No, yeah, early 50s, I believe. Okay, so you might even be older than him. I think I got him by a year. Could you? Let me ask you this. Forget being a manager. We know you couldn't do that. Could you run an organization? No. So oh my gosh, David no Stearns way. is 37. You've got 17 years of life experience on <laughs> yeah. him, although your life experience is basically four walls that you stare at most days. Most days, yeah. You don't think you could walk in and fix the Mets? <laughs> no, I do not. I wouldn't know what to do on day one in there. How about you take over the Jets, and the first thing you do is outlaw the internet, computers, and tablets. <laughs> Guys, you're getting rid of that. Ta- Everybody return your tablets. Here are your Polaroid cameras. <laughs> yeah. We'll send them down on the, on the laundry line. Yep. Old school. <laughs> Old school Al. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. 538. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour on this glorious Wednesday on the fan. I always, it sucks that I can't do the Beatles stuff during the show because Aaron Rodgers had a quote. Remember the. I mean, if John Lennon still the Beatles, right? I would have to think that would apply or no? No, because they're uh, they're uh, oh, copyrighted materials under different umbrellas. So, okay. So I could do that. Remember he did the song where he... What was the phrase he used? Because I have an Aaron Rodgers clip that sounds just like it. I be, Remember he did the song, I believe in, I believe in, I believe in... You know what I'm talking about, Eddie? Yes. I do, I do. I don't know that one. Uh, yes, you do. No, no, you do. I'm it's not. John uh, Lennon. It's John, right? It's John Lennon. That's not the Beatles. It's early John Lennon. I think from the album The Plastic Ono Band. Okay. Yeah. It early, might be. 1970. Is it called God, Jerry? It might be. Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in this. Or I think he's saying I don't believe in. This. Oh, I don't believe. And then it, he says I don't believe in this, 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 and this. But and I this. believe in. And bang. That's right. Oh, you know what? This is all making sense to me now. On the U2 record. Um, Rattle and Hum. Yeah. There's a song called God Part Two. Oh, interesting. And it's got that same cadence and thing you're doing there. So they must have done a. I didn't know that version of 
John Lennon, like a a song that they wrote based on the original John Lennon song. Because I was going to try about that. I think this is the Aaron Rodgers one that made me think of this song. If it's not, I'll stop it immediately. I believe in the power of intention. Uh, I believe in prayer. Um, I believe in uh, the way that you, uh, you your mental status and power of will. But I'm thinking, I believe in, I believe in, I believe in. It it reminded me of John Lennon immediately. Yeah, I say you do it, Jerry. I don't even know if I know that John Lennon song. I know the U2 song. You do. Yes, you do. Let me see this. There's no way you don't know this. You don't know that, Jerry. I do. I'm pretty stupid. No, (laughs) well, maybe, but you know music. Takes a minute to get to it. You don't know this? No, not ringing a bell. Really? And we're, I guess that's the hook, right? The I believe in part? Yes. You don't know this song? No. It's amazing. To think about all the music you know, the bands I've never heard of that you are such a big fan of, and to not know this. Yeah. Okay. I don't really know this one. I think you would if we actually got to the part. This is the U2 version one. Let me play this for you. You know this one? <laughs> Never heard of it. But I'm also... I do not like U2. I'm not one. I... I'm not a big U2 fan. I do not have one U2 song on my Spotify. Is that right? That is correct. Angel Harlem's a good tune. Yeah, I. you know what? You're right. That is true. But I'm just not a fan of theirs. Yeah, me For neither. whatever reason. I don't know why. Because they're Irish, you were saying. And that's not why. Shut up. And you do not like the Irish you were that. mentioning. I did not. Thank you. How about now do you remember? Not really. <laughs> this is not ringing a bell. Okay. They must not have played this on WNEW. Probably not. It wasn't their his most popular song. Yeah, I don't know this. But this, yeah, I, okay. You know who? You know who knows this song? Who? McMonagall. Oh yeah, big Beatles guy. Big Beatles guy. Very much so. And he just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And it made me think Aaron Rodgers. Made me think of this song. I see Aaron Rodgers was annoyed with the Jets because uh, he didn't like the fact that his his little uh, pregame speech. That he uh, addressed the team that it got leaked out to the media. Not a fan of that. He, correct. We need to learn as organization to, to some things need to be kept in house. Some things need to be. We got to tighten the tighten the ship up a little bit. He said he was actually the word he used is he was disappointed. Yeah, disappointed that that got out. I'd be like, guess what? Not coming to Denver now. But you know what's interesting though, from everything I read, yes, on NBC, Rob Sala confirmed he spoke to the team. But Rob, Rob Solid never once said what he talked about. He actually said, we're going to keep that in the room. And I don't know about you, but I didn't read any quotes from any players. Yes, they referenced seeing him. But no one's talked about the message. Not that I saw. I actually thought they did a good job of keeping his message yeah, in but house. The, 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 the quotes did get out, but they got out by like reporters and things well that would come from but see i didn't see any quotes yeah i didn't see any of that stuff okay so maybe quotes. maybe it did then All but right. they weren't attributed to any players but uh so someone must have told them on the slide uh, well then that, that's what he's talking about then tighten up the ship no one needs to be talking yeah. with loose lips okay. loose lips sink ships that's what i've heard uh, i did see the Giants signed the justin Pugh, jerry great for the offensive line yeah but that's not even making my list today well he's on the practice squad yeah whatever he's out what about this? Is this making your list? 
big game this weekend, Cowboys-Niners. Yeah. Jerry Jones said that the Niners are probably the most likely team to win the Super Bowl. I didn't like that. They are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, uh, but in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times. Okay, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, this is going to be uh, an interesting showdown this week. Should right? be a fun game because even uh, after the game Sunday, Dak Prescott was asked about that game, the playoff game, uh, and he was not happy. And Dak usually is pretty good with the media. He looked ticked. And this game's in San Francisco. It is again. I don't. I don't. Again, how do they get three straight at home? Is this a four twenty-five spot? No, this is Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night football. Yeah. Man. Sunday night football. So you get All your 45-minute right, uh, view of this game. Yeah, I'll have to watch that the next morning. Hmm. It should hmm. be a fun game, too, because Christian McCaffrey's been unbelievable. Purdy yeah. is incredibly efficient. Brandon Ayuk, I think, had 12 catches on Sunday. Um, their defense is outstanding, as we know. It be, should be a fun game. Purdy, would you say he's been pretty good this year, Drew? Uh, better than that. When Purdy. you go 20 of 21 in an NFL game? Yeah, 20 of 21 that's, is that's not bad. That's pretty damn good. I remember listening to a game on Westwood One Radio years ago when Rich Gannon, it was like a Monday night game, mm-hmm. Rich Gannon completed like his first 21 passes. When it was with the Raiders? Yeah, with the, mm-hmm. with the Gruden and the Raiders. That was, one, that was one of the, I guess, surprising resurgences of a career. Like, he was okay as a quarterback in the NFL. That one year, he was like one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen. Very, very efficient. Yes. He was outstanding. Yeah. I do remember that. That was really surprising. It was. I remember oh, God, being surprised us. by that 21 straight or Thank something. Thank you. Yes. Oh, God. Do I have time for one more? No. We'll yeah, good. Take a break. I was that he says no. Let's break no. first because I have a long thought, Jerry. Oh, <laughs> a long thought from <laughs> no, no. Al's thick skull coming up next. <laughs> right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on the Minnesota Twins. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Oh, we got two minutes to go, and Al's got a big, thick thought that he went. Oh, it's a big, thick thought. Strange, but yes, give you us your this, thought. You uh, know this this Trevor Bauer situation, Jerry, has been settled. You know yeah, the I woman saw. accused him of yep. uh, sexual assault, all this stuff. Uh, the the they've settled with zero dollars. I saw that going back and forth. And Trevor Bauer is able to now talk about the situation. And he put out a video. Which he's been doing, by the way, for years. Since this whole thing started. I'm not saying explaining a lot of stuff. But he's been on YouTube for the last two years. He put out a video yesterday where he was talking about stuff. And and he was showing, like, screen grabs from the woman. Mm -hmm. Videos that the woman had. It was a bunch of stuff, I guess, that didn't make it into the court case. But anyway, the thing has 63 million views. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, he's also a thing. Where did he go play? Japan? Japan. I mean, he and he was like a rock star there. Yeah. So I'm sure he's got some sort of a following. Like, he's got a worldwide following with all this. Oh, good point. Well, and I think I would think Dodger fans are interested, Cleveland fans. I, you know, it doesn't surprise me. And if you, if you followed along the last couple of years, a lot of his videos, and they were very well done. I mean, kind of like his journey in Japan and play, had a lot of, had a lot of views. Yeah, there's a lot of damning uh, text messages. Yeah, from there are. Woman. Yes, there, and there always were, and that was always his point. Right, but then the bad thing is, like, if he is innocent and all this stuff, like his name's tarnished. Correct. Now, forever. Correct. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's things. I heard Japan. There's no crime. Is that possible? I have no idea. I've never been there. That's what Nor I heard. Nor do I follow what goes on in Japan. I heard like if you visit Japan, 
you're not going to get be a victim of a crime. You know, like if you're I'm from Japan. hearing vacation in your future. <laughs> like if you if someone from Japan comes here, they're, you're what? in New they're York what? City, you're getting to, you're going to be uh, no, a victim. No, no, you hope but you're not, to Japan, but it could happen. I'm not going to be a victim. I, I guess, I don't know. You know, know why, Jerry? Stiff penalties for criminals in Japan. Okay. You do something Maybe stupid. Maybe you're right. Plus, you want to go check out those blue zones. In Japan? Yeah. I think I would like to go to Japan. Like, I think I, I, that that well, is I, interesting you're 54. To me. Let's go. Yeah. Do it now while you can still walk you, and... You think I would stand out in Japan like the pro wrestlers do when they go to the Japan? I don't. No, I think you'd blend right in. <laughs> what? You're not 6'9". WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.